Nose of wax, every Tuesday, nose of wax, here we go, yeah. Hey everyone, I'm with Neil Numb, who does loads of stuff around the city uh, of Berlin. And I was just saying, I don't really know how I should introduce you, because you do so much. Yeah. So, um, really entrepreneur, we're saying. I don't really know really myself, so that's... Yeah. Um... So, I mean, I, I first knew you from Cosmic, so I guess we could start with that, yeah. that you do. Um, so, uh, you, you more the promotion, or I guess the promotion and the run-in? Yeah, we're, we're producers. We're the, the, I produce Cosmic with Darmanda Singh. Yeah. Yeah. How long, have you been, how long has it been running for? Cosmic's been running for about four years now. Okay. And then, uh, but I've been running comedy shows in Berlin for about eight years now. Okay. So, so um, yeah, well, let's go from the start then, from when you started doing uh, yeah. comedy shows. Um, yeah. How did that start out? Oh, it was a fun time. It was, it was actually Paul and Paul Salamone and Carolyn Clifford's fault. Okay. Their fault. <laughs> it's all their fault. Uh, well, because at the time, there was like one comedy show a month, and we're going back like eight. Was that Gamused? No, it was just before Gamused. Okay. The pre-Gamused days, there was comedy before Gamused. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, this, this was a... Uh, Paul was doing his show at Sin once a uh, once a month or something. Okay. Like, like, and then there was also Buzz Club at Legari. Oh yeah. So there was kind of those two, but Buzz Club was a mixture of of a uh, comedy and. I mean, it still is. But yeah, exactly. yeah. So yeah. So, <laughs> it's, now, it's now a completely different incarnation of. But they've at the time it was kind of only Paul was doing like one show, and it was really unprofessional. It was like. <laughs> and it was just they were just getting drunk and going on stage, and it was kind of. But it was it was. Some people still of, do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah. uh, and it was a, but it was a really good laugh, and I, yeah. I, I discovered that there was a comedy, like there was a, an English comedy show in Berlin. Yeah. So I just started going down once a month to yeah. hang out. Yeah. And then kind of go, and then that's where I, how I discovered Legali, and so we were all going down there mm. every Sunday night, and there was a whole mixture of of comedy and music and stuff in there, and then we were like hanging out afterwards and all playing pool. Yeah. In the back room of Legali. And they have, and the, the, this this talk of I'd never even thought of doing comedy at that point. It was just some talk of a of a professional. Logan Murray was coming across to teach a professional okay. comedy course, oh. like the first English comedy course in Berlin. Okay. <clears throat> and Paul and Caroline were like, "You have to do it, Neil. You have to do the course." Yeah. And I was like, "All right, cool. I'll do the course." Signed up for the course. Hated the course. <laughs> fucking hated it. It's so funny because Caroline talks about it so like, oh, it was great. Oh, I hate it. Like, I, re- I hate it. Every- I almost walked out of the course. Right. Like, I just it just wasn't me. I just didn't think it yeah. was me at all. It was kind of all that like when you do the improv games. And, and the, the the thing is, the way Caroline does the courses now, it's over six weeks. This was three days intensive, so it was like right. Okay. Friday, Saturday, all day Sunday, then Sunday night you were on stage. Right. And it was just like, I, my brain's weird. <laughs> I just like, I'd, I'd never been in a position where I, where I didn't have ideas before. It was like, so I was at the comedy course and the guys, and, the, and I was just like staring at a blank bit of paper. I was right. Like, I had no ideas at all. And then I hated all the improv games and all the, like, okay, now we're going to learn how to play. And it's just like, go fuck yourselves. Like, <laughs> you know I mean, I'm like, prancing about pretending to be things. I was just like, fuck off. And I, I really hated it. Like, and I, like, I even said, I even said to the course, I'm like, look, I'm going to finish the course, but I'm not, I'm not up for the show yeah. on Sunday. And then I've, 
And then, and then if, oh, this is like on the second day, I, don't know, I was ready to say, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fuck off, and we're gonna go home. Not for this, and this is like on the Saturday. And like Logan Murray was like, I uh, said, Neil, I've got a game we're gonna play after the break. You'll love it. And, uh, <laughs> and I was just like, and we went to the, we all went across to the, have lunch, and everyone's there with notepads. Like it was like Drew Portnoy, uh, Carling, Paul. Oh wow! It was like. I think Josh Telshin was there. I think they've, it was like, right, it was the, it was the, anyway, I'll get to that in a minute. And then and they've, and everyone at the break was sitting scribbling down ideas and I'm just sitting blank bit of paper and I was like, fuck, I was like, I'm just going to go home. Like, yeah. This is not for me at all. <clears throat> and, I, and I'd already announced to the class that I wasn't doing the show on the Sunday, so I was like, all right, cool. Then we got back on the Saturday, got back on the Saturday after break. Okay, yep. And then Logan Murray goes, okay, Neil, I've got a game for you. You're going to love it. And he's like, we're all going to get on stage and talk for a minute about a random subject. And you don't know until... That you won't know until you until you get on stage. And I was like, right, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And then, and then I've got aliens. And I'm just sitting talking about alien abductions and and, yeah. and uh, anal probing. And, and everyone's pissing themselves laughing. <laughs> and I was like... And then I went to the pub with Catty Themer. That night, okay. So Kai was Kai. He was on, on the course as well, and we went to the went to the uh, went to the pub afterwards, and then it just kind of twigged in my head. That I didn't. It didn't have to be real. I was like, oh, I can just make it up. Yeah. All oh, right. Fuck. I never even thought about that. And then this mad story about me getting abducted by aliens and meeting my first wife. Yeah. Who was an alien, and uh, <clears throat> I was her getting pregnant, and I was having a rig on the wedding, and just like loads of <laughs> loads of nonsense. And like her dad telling jokes at the wedding, and like, and my, oh, my mum, her parents coming to visit, okay, coming to visit my parents, and my mum being pissed off about crop circles in the vegetable right. garden, <laughs> and just like nonsense, just nonsense. And then, and then, so it all just came out that night on the Saturday, it just all came out. This yeah. whole, this whole bit about about being abducted by aliens, and then, and then on the Sunday morning, I go back in, and everyone was in the circle. And it was kind of the day that we were like tightening up and doing the finishing touches yep. and like going through our sets yeah. and seeing what we would change. And I walked in and I, when I walked in, I just went, oh, just everyone to know I'm back in, I'm back in. Uh... Let's fucking do this. <laughs> and then Logan was like, okay, well, someone has to go, we're going to go through our, do our sets, our five minute sets. Yeah. And then everyone, then we'll critique them afterwards. And then I was just like, if, and, I, and he's like, someone needs to go first. And I was like, I'm going first. And I was just like, I was like, and then did this whole set about, but getting abducted by aliens and everyone was pissing themselves laughing. And then and then that got me on stage the first time. So I then at Ligari I did mm. this whole set about about alien abductions and then and then fucking everyone was pissing themselves laughing. And so even though even though I hated the actual course bit of the course, it did get me on stage yeah. the first time. But and kind of from there, from that course that was the beginning of the producers in Berlin. So like kinda of everyone from those so Paul and Caroline went away and uh, asked that. Well, first of all, I started a uh, fishbowl. Okay. So uh, with uh, Chris Glenn and said, I found, he found a venue and asked if I wanted to to start a show. And I was like, literally, literally like three weeks after the course. Yeah. And, uh, and I come from nightclubs, so I was always running parties yeah. and like running. <clears throat> so the idea of, I've, been, I've always been a professional promoter, so it's mm. like the, the idea of, of doing a show, do you want to run a show? And I was like, it made complete sense to me. Yeah. And we were, we started the fishbowl at a place called Nahaherlong Sternjin, which is a, 
said one stuff miles out. It's where the whole building's been demolished now. Right. It's a shame. But it was a great venue. And they, they were, they really loved it. And like on the launch, the launch night for Fishbowl, it was like 150 people oh, turned wow. up paying 10 euros each to get in. It was like, and then, and then it kind of grew. It was like, we were in kind of one room there, which was a really cold, it was like the extension room and it would get really cold in the winter. Mm. And then kind of kind of died off a bit, not died off, but just got cold. like it was like we were getting a steady like seventy people every every week, and then they've or every fortnight, yeah, every fortnight, and then they've, and then the guys they moved us into another room which was much more suited. It was a lot smaller. It was a, like a lovely stage, and then it, and then when it started, that's when I met Amelia Jane Hunter and all okay. that. And that's when they all kind of came in, to the, and then Daniel Ryan Spalding. That's when they kind of was at the fishbowl. And I'd have, then the guy, then the show started getting too big for the room we were in, but mm. I, I didn't want to move back into the big, the big annex room because it was just like so cold and right. horrible. Yeah. And then the owner of the venue just went, Neil, I've had an idea. I'm just going to knock that wall down. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, what? And he's like, I'm just going to knock the wall down for you. And I was like, all right, that's fucking nuts. And then not, and I left yeah. not thinking anything else of it. And then came back the next day and he'd knock, no, came back the next, for the next fishbowl and he'd yep. knocked the whole wall down, taken the whole wall out. Right. And so moved the room, so literally tripled the size of the room, but just in the tripled opposite. Tripled it, wow. In the opposite direction. Massive big stage and that was kind of the, with the fish. So how many could you fit then? About, about 250. Wow, and you'd fill that? Yeah, sometimes, wow. yeah. It was like, between, between like 100 and like, 100. it was, it was mental at the beginning because there was no competition. We were the only yeah. ones. I, I would do. A th- I was doing third, and I started the Bam House Comedy Open Air at Bushmore, and we were getting three hundred and fifty people. At the, and uh, and and at the same time, Gamuz started. So yeah. So Gamuz was Gamuz was on a Tuesday. I was doing four, two shows fortnightly Thursdays. So there was Bam House on one Thursday, and then Fishbowl on the other Thursday. And one was Comedy Open Air at Bushmore, and the other was. What well, was? And then in the winter at Bushmore, we would move up to. Place called Brooms Ixish and do the Madhouse, and that was kind of the. And then the nose started. So at the time there was like so, Gamuz had Tuesdays and we would like we would we divide up yeah. the days. We would like the. At the original producers meeting, we were like really careful not to do the same days as everyone else. So it was like. You can't do that now. Oh no! It's, <laughs> fun, it's a free for all now. But I know. It's like. Who do I least want to clash with? Like, who, yeah. who is too much competition to clash with? That's kind of how it is now. I'm going to clash with someone. <laughs> so, Aye, so, yeah. It was, I don't know. It was really exciting times of it. It was a really exciting time of, the, of English comedy in Berlin because mm. it was, like, all brand new. And that's when, like, Amelia Jane Hunter and stuff, all, like, real professional comedians came in and said... And was she was, already professional at that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. And then when they, when they all kind of came in and, like, and performed for it like when Josie Long came over and did the fishbowl with like, was loads of loads of but like, it was just I don't know, it was just really exciting. That was kinda of when I, I fell in love with comedy was on that yeah. stage. Where it was just like I was at the beginning I hated it. I, I hated hosting, I fucking hate it. And I would just be I'm just going, Okay, the next comedian just like oh, really? fucking getting us met just putting his And how long were you hosting with like no raw interest before you had interest really? About three months. Three months. Yeah. Until it kind of twigged in my head. And yeah. I like, and then I would just find myself sitting chatting with the audience. And yeah. I was like, all right, shit, I love this. Yeah. And we did a, we did a live link up with the first, when the first Berlin uh, show went to Edinburgh Festival with Caroline Pasoon and uh, Chris Davis. And 
Karen soon Chris Davis. Yeah, they all went to Edinburgh and we did a live link up with Edinburgh Festival oh, on wow. the big screen at Nehill Long Stengen. And so like Paul Callan and Bassoon were on that and I was on the stage interviewing them on the on the big screen. That's crazy. Like, yeah, it was fun. It was yeah, it was fun. And then comedy open air, that was just fucking like the, when I when I when I started doing Grishville for comedy open air the owners were like, What do you want to do? A comedy show on a Thursday? open air and it was like it wasn't really it had a lot of covered bit as well yeah and I was like yeah 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 cool it's actually the only donation show I've ever done is at the beginning of Bama's okay right. <clears throat> but we were getting donations on the way in not on the way out like I was like fuck getting it on the way in I mean fuck after they've spent their money getting the donations I was like I want the donations on the way yeah, in yeah I think you just have to do it like that now those people just don't come in I, I, I don't know. I would definitely beg to differ, but the the, uh, the maybe for new shows. I don't know. We had yeah, the yeah, but the time there was like the, the time at Bamos, it was like I would I'd have the girls standing on the way in with buckets. Yeah, so we'd be getting the money on the way in. Yeah, and then going round to the one the way out as well. But and yeah, like, and then like the, when the owners were just like, "What do you want to do?" and I was like, "What well, do comedy?" and they were like, "All right, all right, it's probably not going to work, but we'll do it." And like three hundred and fifty people turned up for the launch. That's uh, really cool. It's fucking nuts, man. It was nuts. Uh, there was like 1,500 euros in the buckets. It was just like, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Then. And then kind of, it's funny because at the point we're at now where it's now gone back to saturation. At the time, there was, at, at the time when we got to, when we got to shows every night, when there was seven shows a, a week, we at the time were like, okay, that's no more at saturation point. Yeah, no, it's, it's more than that now. So oh, yeah. Really more, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But there's like at least fifty a week now. You know what I mean? It's like maybe. But there's more comedians. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, they still get audiences. I know. I'll yeah. So yeah, I don't care. Yeah. So. They've always been at the view. It doesn't really matter how people discover the English comedy scene, as long as they discover it somehow. Yeah. And eventually, they'll all come. As in, eventually, they'll they'll come and check out Cosmic. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just it's how, true. Everyone knows Cosmic. Yeah, but that's. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, wow, you've no, been on Cosmic. It's like, yeah, I've been on Cosmic. Yeah. Everyone knows Cosmic. <laughs> yeah, well, but Cosmic's it's great. Uh, Cosmic's much more a science than. Uh, how do you mean? We've like from uh, Cosmic is the epitome of all mine and Darmanda's experience with nightclubs, with mm. promotion, with. Is every, all the experience that we've both learned and like loads of different avenues, even even like how to how you deal with people, how you like how you treat an audience, like for okay, like, yeah. Cosmic's much more audience. Uh, it's much more about the audience than it is about the comedians. You know? It's about the comedian, the audience feeling part of something that's special that's happening. That's true, but it's also great for new comedians. Oh no, no, yeah, it's a, it's like, a, it's a, it's a yeah. mixture of both. But but we we'll yeah. really focus on the audience. I mean, like yeah. focus on the and, and like cosmic. The show doesn't start when the when the host gets on stage. The show's been scored for already. Got the shows. We get into character before the show. Yeah. You know, when it's like, when yeah. they come down the stairs, yeah, yeah, exactly. the show's already started. Yeah, no, I get that. So it's all about. It's all about making friends and looking I think out. that also is what makes it good for the comedians because they're already, like, there's such oh, a no, happy the, audience. That's the, exactly yeah, the, so it's, that's yeah. the science behind it. Yeah. Like, we're just, like, studying the way audiences. And I like it comes from nightclubs. I, like, I studied, I, I was working at a nightclub in Edinburgh. <clears throat> I took over as manager and the, and the other, and when the guys, the guys asked me to manage the club, they they. they I was in for the meeting and they and they said people are ripping off the tills. We want to know everything. We're only turning over 
16 grand a week who want to double that. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, all right, cool. And then the first thing I did was go, first I went and worked for a week behind the bar and didn't say anything, just watched everything, watched, watched how people were interacting with the audience. Then a week later, we're all sitting having the staff drinks, and I was, and the owner was like, "I'd like you all meet a new manager. It's Neil." And I was like, "You're fired. You're fired. You're oh fired, wow!" You're fired. And then uh, Shit. if I ever see you in that manly club again, you're fucked. And then I was like, to my head of screen, I was like, "Get them out! Like, chuck them out! Pay them! Get them out! They're barred." And then I was, everyone was like, "Okay, now I've got your attention. If, if we're, uh, everyone's getting a pay rise. That's the first thing that's happening." And I and I, and I, and I implemented really simple things like that. The, the policy became, I implemented a policy that girls by themselves have to feel safe in this venue. And that yep. was like, just that, that was, that was the only, and everything else has to stem from that. So if a girl's getting bothered in the club, she needs to feel comfortable talking to a member of staff. Yeah. That, that is what we are, yep. what we're putting across. So I need everyone to be that vibe. So listen, you know, you buy yourself, cool. If any problem, like, so from the security in, like, all gentlemen and like that. So every, even if even if even if you're even if they were escorting someone from the building, I was like, you politely walk them out. No, because by the time it was like old school Edinburgh, where the security guards would drag people out the back right, door and okay. kick in. You know what I mean? And that creates the wrong vibe. You know, the, the whole all of it ties into the same. Yeah. To making girls feel uncomfortable or or gender non-specific. Like anyone feeling uncomfortable, mm. everyone needs to feel that they can approach the staff. And just by implementing those very simple, like just that simple, so that is now our policy. So when they walk in, I want everyone nice and polite. Hello, how are you doing? You okay? Can I help you? And like, you know, and yeah. really, really, if someone's someone's been an asshole, you politely go, Look, it's been a complaint. Yeah. You're on a warning. Leave the girls alone. I'm not going to tell you again. And then, and then. And then if it happened again, then they would be escorted from the building politely, like and there would no violence, just and they would they would do it with force, but no violence. They would just yeah. like you're leaving right now, and you don't have a choice about it, and that's what's happening. Yeah, and you, they would just overpower them with numbers as opposed to violence. And I, and I took them from sixteen grand a week to thirty four grand a week in six months. Oh wow! Just and just just by really small changes in how every in everyone's attitude, which then changes the whole attitude of everything. And that's how when me and Darmanda kind of got together working, was because of a very similar thing that had happened to him. Where that was like he was running, he was running, come from promotion and nightclubs as well. Okay. And he was, and it was a, just a, a conversation about how that how that very simple. Making like just a very simple policy change, like can change, like can directly affects the bar takings. You know what I mean? And so when we were kind of when we started got talking, like initially Paul was hosting Madhouse, which was the other one, which was the winter show of Bam House. Okay. Oh no, this was before. It was before Bam House. Sorry. So if it was a madhouse at Broomsitz and that was that venue was closing down so they said we've got two other venues for you and you know one's Grishmula okay. down behind Zon Ali yep <clears throat> the open air so, and I was like I want to do the open air one and uh, and then and Paul had kind of uh, Paul had kind of dropped out and I think oh, I think I was hosting but Darmand had started to come along every show so he was always performing and then uh who else? No, somebody else was hosting Bamhouse and then they couldn't do it. They dropped out. It was like Paul got Darmanda into Madhouse to host Madhouse. Okay. And then when I was doing uh, Bamhouse, 
that man that was performing at Bam House and then someone else was hosting and then and then they dropped out and then Darmanda kind of was just like, do you want to host? And then that's when we started becoming really good friends. I started talking about, like, and we're both the same age, we both come from nightclubs and promotion. It's like the, 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 the timelines are very similar. Yeah, it makes so sense. It's kind of all kind of, and also our, the, our philosophies on it are really similar as well about the whole <clears throat> people feeling safe and welcome and comfortable and you're building a family. That was kind of, all the stuff that we were talking about. And you're making the audience famous, not the comedian. The comedians are easy, you know what I mean? Once you've got an audience, comedians will come anyway, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's much it's more true, sense yeah. to really focus on, on the audience and how they are, and them having a good time, and them feeling special and part of the family. <clears throat> you just yeah, it's give, the, give the comedians a couple of drinks, and, you know what I mean? And they're, you don't need to look after You look after everyone, but if you, you know what I mean? It's about... Really Generally, if you have a happy audience, you have happy on comedians. Services. So, but yeah. you look at you look at our like all our reviews. It's just like it's exactly that's exactly what I've just said. Is yeah. it's all, <laughs> and it's very it's a very like everything about Cosmic is built specifically for like it's all scripted. They're not not all scripted, but the vibe was scripted. You know, at the beginning yeah. we were talking about. And making it inclusive and making it friendly and making it and then the repetition and then about being able to replicate that five nights a week is the, is the it's that's five the nights bit. a week now we've just gone back down to four okay is that because of the summer or um, um i think pretty much more our mental health it's there but there's the, and the, the kind of all the plan was always to get to start wednesdays and have someone else and it would be the t- where we would train up the other hosts for for when to, when we're in uh, when we're doing comedy festivals and stuff. Yeah. We would use Wednesdays as, as to like train up the B team. But me and Darren are just both control free, like not control free in a bad sense. Just like that, uh, I let somebody like I let somebody else set up the chairs, and it just fucking annoys me. Like, like <laughs> it's because like, there's a reason why the chairs need to be neat. It's just because so the whole. You're, it's a, it's a whole package needs to be. If the chairs are just scattered out and not in perfect line. Yeah. And then you can also if the chairs are not neat, then you get less people in the room because people move. If the chairs are neat, people move them around. Uh, if the chairs are scattered yeah. around the place, people just move them. And they yeah. Don't, if you've got them in lovely neat lines, then people are really conscious that they're in like they're just like, yeah. oh, oh, they're in. So people sit exactly where you want. No, them I know exactly what you mean. I, I'm a bit with space. Yeah. It's but when we're, to, when we're testing yeah. out a new person to work for us, I just let them set up the chairs. And I know uh, exactly. Uh, I'll show them. They'll help us do the great. chairs two or three times. Save all that interview process. Just do our chairs. And yes then, or and no. I'll, set, I'll show them. i explain yeah. them why they need to be like that. Cause it's like, and, and then yeah. I, I do stuff like So there's the gaps get a lot bigger every row because the people at the front always push back about an inch and then like I'm mean, sitting and studied it like you know, when I'm measuring you stuff. thought about writing a book about it no fuck I'm <laughs> telling you well, I suppose we'll tell them you know you're the second person that said that and I said telling I was like Stephen Paul Taylor was like should I write a book about this and chair like, book I don't know what you'd put it yeah. probably not that so I know better but yeah but you know what I mean and then I'll show them and then I'll start and then I'll stand the, I'll just go alright cool and then I'll I'll let them set up the chairs by themselves. Yeah. After me showing them twice, and it's like if they're not. Yeah. 
And I'm about, I'm about to explain why they need to be like that. Exactly why they need to be. And then they come in and they're all over the place and it's just like, why are you not? Yeah. What is like, why are you not looking at that and seeing it? It's like, for me, I'm just like, no, you know, it's just not going to work. Like, it's just not going to yeah, work. Yeah, no, man. no. Like, yeah. Um, I, I, I understand that point, actually. The space um, is very important. But um, it's all, it's the stage set, you know, I mean, it's all a stage set. It's how, how it all... They walk in and their friend has told them about cosmic comedy and they've, they've and what you want is so that everything that the friends have so even if the friends have like gone, Oh, you have to come to this club, it's fucking really friendly, it's lovely, it's great. And then what you want is when they come down the stairs to then be exactly the picture their friend painted and yeah. it's like, Oh right, it's exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. And then the show's exactly like that, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just the same level of friendliness like all the time. Yeah. It's like measured like but anyway, that's that's how we, that's our job is that you knowing. And do you? Because I know Darmanda goes to Edinburgh every year. Do you, do you go as well? Uh, we can both go. So yeah. we Oh, I was one. I was going to ask who who covers. <laughs> if, who how yeah, you no, cover? So Edinburgh is more Darmanda's thing. You know, I mean, he's yeah. like, that's him and his absolute element is doing six shows a day, <laughs> yoga in the morning. Like you know, I mean, no alcohol, eating healthy. You know, I mean, he's a machine. He's a when he's in that in that he's a machine. Yeah. yeah, for me that's just my idea of hell. <laughs> you know you've I mean? done it. You've done Edinburgh, though, I guess. Yeah, no, I did. I did, I did like a week, but, but oh, I wasn't okay. really doing Edinburgh. I was like, I was going and doing cosmic comedy in Edinburgh. Right. right yeah. And, I, and what watching shows the rest of the time or just chilling out? Yeah, watching shows, yeah, catching yeah. my friends, you know, yeah. me going. It's like I get it, like I like I, I like I would like to do a, a festival proper, like properly, and I think in a. September I'm going to Kathmandu. I've been booked to do the Kathmandu English Comedy Festivals. Okay, cool. I'm much more interested. I just got back from Russia. Like I really, I kind of enjoyed doing like doing like a week of shows. It was like yeah, you know, just there to focus on shows. I do, I do like it, but at the end of the day, the, my philosophy on it all is, is just because it's Edinburgh Festival doesn't mean the standard can slip at Cosmic. You know, I mean that's the yeah. So the and it's like the other people can run it at a push for us, but. But the chairs are going to be messy, you know. I mean, it's all like it's going to. <laughs> it's not going to be exactly yeah, the same. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not yeah. going to be done exactly how we want it done. Yeah. And that's the hardest bit, is always. And the people who can do it are obviously the people who we do get on board who who are are obviously really talented and they, and they obviously get offered other stuff. So yeah. Like, but then, but then we help. Yeah, them. I get that. Yeah. So that's just the way it is. But then, but yeah, my philosophy is that it can't. <clears throat> The standard can't go down at Cosmic just because it's Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, sorry, it's not as good tonight. It's Edinburgh Festival's on, so everyone's at Edinburgh. No, it's I just, not, I just wondered. It's, it's not an excuse that we can ever use. I, will, I, I, that was another thing. I was like, does he go to Edinburgh? I wasn't sure, and I tried to Edinburgh, look it up no, quickly, yeah, and I, I couldn't was, find I was, uh, anything about it. So. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I could, and I've, I've got, I could definitely sell it a show at Edinburgh. I know, I, I ran, I ran nightclubs in Edinburgh for fifteen yeah. years, so like, I'm, like I know everyone, you know. What I mean? But it's like. I don't know. It's not for everyone. Yeah, but Damanda's you know? up. He, he wants to do all the big ones. I had yeah. Melbourne. See, I'm much more interested in Kathmandu, Mongolia, like, <laughs> all these weird English comedy festivals that are just starting up. So, yeah, Mongolian English comedy festival. That's fucking bonkers. But it's a thing now, you know what I mean? They're doing, in outer Mongolia, they're doing an English comedy festival. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is fascinating. I'm fascinated. Yeah. By that, like. and, uh, and How it does that run? 
I have no idea. I've just, just heard it in anything. Okay. Nick, yeah. Nick Coppin told me about it. Okay. And he's come to Kathmandu as well, so. And I've always wanted to go to Nepal, so it's like, it's like. And just like when I went to Russia, I'd always wanted to go to Russia. So it's like, it was kind of too, like. And I also, like, because I, I wanted to do my, my solo show, <coughs> uh, uh, Death by Natural Causes. And <laughs> Like we'd been kind of looking at dates at Cosmic because I can do any Saturday night I want at Cosmic. Yeah. And do my, I can just go do my solo show, but you know what I mean? There's already 110 people there or whatever, however many people we get. And there's no real challenge in it. You know what I mean? There's no, I'm not, I'm going up, I'm going to up in front of one of the best audiences in the world. Or just, <laughs> just who have, who have who've been. You like the challenge of a hard audience. Yeah, well, yeah, but you're not really telling like, me doing my solo show. There's quite a lot of things happening, like in Berlin, especially with the it's like these bubbles of comedy where people get a really a really inflated sense of where they are with comedy, like, and it's and, it, and it's it's great that there's so much comedy in Berlin, and it's great that there's so much stage time. That's exactly what yeah. you mean. But it's also it also goes the other it goes too far the other way where people get in these bubbles of comedy, and it's like the where the how they are doing. On comedy is that they've got a false sense of exactly where they are, and it's like being good. Being good at comedy is really about is is really about accepting. You have to accept where you are with comedy. You know, I mean, it has to be your. How's it good to get that grounding of how good you are? Because do it somewhere else. Well, go to Russia, you know, like, Russia. Yeah, but or whatever, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Like to really to go really outside your comfort zone with audiences and like yeah. That. Because if you if you're doing the doing the, like, the same ten shows a month and you're and you're sticking yeah. and it's with all the same people who are like and we we saw at Edinburgh like some of the guys going down down Edinburgh oh sorry Amanda did like after the show that everyone's high fiving them each other and going oh, you killed it and the audience is sitting going what the fuck I think one of the reviews yeah yeah you know what I mean it's just like not a it's not a hell. It's just not healthy and caught in comedy. Yeah, like, you need to, you need to know where you are like properly, you know, and you need to know. Yeah. Or, or you don't. Or you never testing yourself as a comedian like the, the writing jokes is just a one small part of it. It's been able oh, yeah, to. For sure. It's been yeah. able to adapt on the stage when it's not going your way. Yeah. Like, like, like even at Marshall Sprinkles, we were doing longer, longer sets. And I started off doing two forty-five minute sets. That was the plan. Okay. It turns out that 45 minutes is very hard for quite a lot of comedians to do. Even yeah. comedians who've got 45 minutes of material, or an hour of material, they're, they're just lacking the actual experience at that level, not not the sprint, but you know what I mean? That you can't, if you're booked for a professional comedy show, like if you get booked for the comedy seller, you can't walk off stage after 20 minutes if you're booked for 45, 45 no. minutes. You know what I mean? You need to do 45 minutes. You can't just go. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's not my light. I'm getting off stage. And your job yeah. as a professional comedian is to is to turn it around. You know what I mean? And to to yeah, exactly. that's not working. And to be able to think on your feet to evolve it into that's your job. You know what I mean? That's the. So it, now it's free people. How long do they get now? Yeah, no, I've cut it right back to twenty minutes. Set. Twenty minutes. Yeah, free people. Like, and yeah. then just do longer myself. You know. What I mean? Yeah. And, like, and then and then the next one I've got Chris Davis and Liliana. So that's there's no there's no issue there. Yeah. But yeah, I really because it's like it's not that it's not the it's not that the people I was booking couldn't do forty five minutes or or even half an hour. It's like even book for half an hour and get off stage after twenty two minutes. It's still, still you know what I mean. It's like yeah, yeah, it's professional paid comedy. Like you can't 
You can't walk off stage. Eight after. minutes is a long time just to cut short. Well, you're especially because yeah. you're adding, you know, when you're adding, especially if the if the host doesn't know that they're gonna have to do extra. You yeah. Know? If you and, and that's why you should always be really honest about how how long your tight set is, like. But maybe they don't know because you got so used to just having seven minutes with the yeah. open mics. So well, you, and they and feel and like you can do forty five, but I don't yeah. know. I well, mean, I don't feel I can do forty five. For, for yeah. us, for us, we're like we get we get criticised a bit all the time for being so strict on. And like comedians are just come at us and go, yeah, why am I still getting five minutes at Cosmic? And it's like, yeah, because you have to smash five minutes at Cosmic to get seven yeah. minutes. And then you have to smash seven minutes at Cosmic to get ten minutes. And it's like, that's the structure of it. Just because you're doing ten minutes at other shows does not automatically yeah. mean that we're going to give you ten minutes. You have to do smash, like proper smash five minutes to get seven minutes. And then smash that properly, like like a yeah. proper smash to get... Or, or there needs to be a progression in it. Or, or people just get... They go from seven minutes, oh, seven minutes to 15 minutes, and it's like... I see it all over the world. I think you should always be up to the host and just go along with it, you know? Well, but, the that's host. The, but that's also the host's job, is to be really strict on it. You know, and they're, they're just, it's not doing anyone any favours in the long run. It's like it's people true. turning a seven-minute set into a 15-minute set by adding in more words is the opposite of what they should be doing. <laughs> no, and it's, like it's, it's about quality over quantity. It's like if yeah. you take out a seven-minute set, stretch it to a 10-minute set, it's the quality is losing out, you know what I mean? Because it's like the, 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 way, the way to take a seven-minute set to a 10-minute set is to write three more minutes of material, or to write yeah. six more minutes of material. Maybe you should be doing comedy school. No, well, you should be running. <laughs> Not really. You got lots of tips. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I love it. I love what Karen's doing, man. I'm like, I'm, oh, no, I'm, I know. I would. I didn't I'm mean it like, to it like just uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we are, you know, cosmic is that like for the people who are interested yeah. in our feedback, like the wave, like. It's true. It's great how like you just send the videos. Well, yeah, that was yeah. That, that for me. That was that amazing. helps a lot. Well, it's gonna the video. The videos are key, yeah, because it's like the the worst judge of how you did on stage is you. It's like, <laughs> the worst cause, because you see it from a you see it from your own perspective. Yeah. Uh, whereas you need to watch that you're set from the audience's perspective. That's why the video is so vital. Because, yeah. Because you yourself are the worst judge of how well you did, isn't it? It's like but you because yeah. you're you're seeing it the wrong way around, so. And, and 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 it's like the, and even how when you can watch a video and go ah oh, fuck oh, that's great like but the audio the the comedian was shit you know what I mean it's just it's because the perspective is all wrong. It to me I just have any idea. People would have said like how'd it go? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> For ages, no yeah, idea. Yeah, the, I enjoyed the, it, no idea. <laughs> the videos were essential, and it's yeah. Like a, and then it was like the, it was just like a pain in the ass at the beginning, like doing the videos. I, well, I was like, yeah. I'm gathering like a hundred gigs of footage every week. Yeah, it makes like, sense. How the like, how would you deal with that much footage without having to deal with it? Like the whole thing was film it, stick it on the camera, and stick it on in the computer, and never look at it again. That was like pass it over so people can take it, but then never. I don't want to go through. I don't want to. So, so we cut it. I cut it in the camera. So start stop start stop. So everyone's got that. So I never have to look at the footage ever again. Unless it's me, you know, or an incident that happens, and then, uh, but yeah, figuring out even even when I was even because I was taking the memory sticks home at the beginning and then right. adding them to my drop. Still, the Dropbox was obviously the obvious solution to how to get it to people, but 
<coughs> the hardest bit was actually getting it uploaded to the to Dropbox. Was right. a fucking nightmare at the beginning. I was bringing them in. I was like, I was recording about hundred. Let's say hundred for argument's sake. hundred gigs of footage a week, and managing to upload eighty gigs a week. You know, and it was a wow. fucking nightmare. So I was literally always had this backlog of footage. It was just never going up. You got a good system now, though. Well, it turns out that the hostel Wi-Fi is is industrial Wi-Fi. So okay. So now what was taking me a whole week to upload now takes. Right. Now it takes two hours. Ah, because you use their Wi-Fi. So would you, I just, I just, I, I literally just bought a laptop to fix it. Like, right. I just, okay. Like, I was so pissed off. But, like, yeah. Coming back here and it was just clogging up everything, so my Dropbox was like, then just like my computers were getting full. It was just like, well, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, so I just bought a laptop. That was like just to, for a quiet life, and now it's perfect. Now I just yeah doom, and then I just leave the then the following then I, then the following show it uploads. So yeah. But as you know, I mean, the, the the footage is vital for for progressions in comedy. You really need you need to watch the footage. Yeah. And, and especially the footage when you do badly, that's the key. One. Especially the bad ones. Absolutely. Yeah. I like. I never. I never watch. I, I'll maybe watch one time if I do really well. I'll watch it once. All right, cool. That's good. And then and then I'll never yeah. watch it again. And then, but it's all the bad ones where you fuck up. That's the ones you watch. Because just knowing, reminding yourself where you, the bad bits that you to to avoid. <coughs> yeah, so I, I only watch the, the shit ones. Though. You only watch the shit ones. Yeah, I don't know because they're the ones you learn from. It's <laughs> no, it's true. The yeah. Ones you learn Do you sometimes from. watch the good ones just if, to make yourself feel better if afterwards? I'm drunk and okay. <laughs> this is yeah, I've watched everything on them. Oh, you watch? No, yeah, sometimes. If, if I'm if I'm if I'm about to like before I went to Russia, I like I've got some footage of of Canada. Yeah. I've got, and I've got like old old forty five like me doing like an hour. At the beginning, when it was kind of the first time I ever did an hour, well, it was about fifty minutes, fifty-five minutes. With that Chris Davis, that was a, <clears throat> that was a, I kind of just jumped into it. It was after after Cosmic one night. Me, Paul Salamone, and Chris Davis were sitting having a beer, and I was like, and they were talking about Chris's solo show, and I was like, yeah, yeah, right, I really need to get on my hour. I need to get my hour done. And Paul just went, why don't you, um, why don't you warm up for uh, Chris Davis at his show? And Chris was like, that's a fucking great idea. Like that. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool, cool, no problem. And then, and then I went home and never thought anything else of it. And then literally, uh, next day, I got a phone call from Chris. This is like, on the, I think I got a phone call on the Wednesday. Going, okay, Neil, so you still up for Friday? And I was just like, what, what do you mean on Friday? He's like, yeah. for, war- for doing an hour before my, for warming up for my solo Oh, you did an hour warm up? Yeah. And I was like, on Friday? And I was like, he was like, yep. And I was like... All right, ah, right, fuck it, I'm doing it. That was the first time, and it went fucking great, man. That's cool. Uh, <coughs> how long do you think you could actually do? Like, if you, you could, how long a set could you do? Hey, an hour, an hour is 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 enough, man. Okay. And like that. Yeah, and hours and, and I've got loads of other subjects. I've loads of jokes that are. I've got quite a lot of stories that that I never do. Because it just there's no excuse to do them because there's just not enough time on, a, on an average set. You know, I mean, like most okay. of my stories are yeah. Some of them are like 10, 15 minutes long, and are still like <clears throat> like traveling South America, and there's just too much, and there's too much to. And when I do jokes, most of my jokes are like little snippets of much yeah. longer stories. Yeah. So. Maybe you could do a storytelling night. Ah uh, yeah, I'm just <laughs> fucking so busy. <laughs> I know, you know, yeah. Just, uh, 
Yeah, like even like having the work, like taking Wednesdays off now is like, it's like all right, I get it. Like, yeah. Because obviously the entrepreneur was like, no, no, fuck, no, no, no. Don't take a night off. But, uh, <laughs> well, I'm like we're we're seven days a week anyway. You know what I mean? I'm like I have like yeah. I have no spare time. Like. No, that's fair enough. It's just like for us, like for us when it's <clears throat> like for us when it's if it's quiet in the sunshine, that's it's not the sun's fault. It's because we haven't done enough work, and that's like, that's our, <laughs> our it's been our philosophy for. You know I mean, summer in Berlin, there's more people here. So you're working more. There's more people. Oh, the the only reason it's ever quiet is because you haven't told enough people. That's a, that's why. And then it's a, and unless you my job is to build systems where we're telling as many people as one. With the least amount yeah, because you also do the meetup stuff. Is that is that why you started doing the meetups stuff? No, I want no. to meet. I want to meet socially awkward people. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, don't, I just wondered if they were tied. No, it's all tied. Yeah. You know, everyone's yeah. tied together. But no, but like the barbecues are genuine. I mean, it's a genuine. I just, yeah. I just happened to have arranged the comedy show straight after. You know, I mean, it's a, but they're, but they're, they're, I know it's all. Like, it's all, but it's like the, it's like because like everyone, it's about actually meeting these people. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you're just if you're just pounding comedy down everyone's throats, like you look at the comedy meetup group and yeah, but it's just a f- saturation. It's just beyond saturation. It's just like infinite comedy. Forever. Yeah, it's now because everyone's yeah. just put every weekly show is put weekly forever. You know what I mean? It's just like there's, so yeah. it's just like uh, as a and and. These are not meetups, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not what meetup is about, you know what I mean? It's not just, it's not just an advertising platform. It's I remember like, when I first used meetup, when I first came here, like, two and a half years, and, it, and then I looked at it, like, a month ago, and I was like, wow, it's so different now. Oh, it's Yeah. Not a bit of, <laughs> yeah. But, like, for doing the, doing, the, doing the barbecue stuff, it's like, it's about actually meeting these people, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, to genuinely meet them and say hello, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Like, instead of just ramming comedy down their throats. And so I would do a big barbecue once a month, like, yeah. And then, uh, and then you've met people, you know, and then you're saying, yeah, what do you do? I'll do comedy. Oh, I need to come to your show. And it's just like, you've done yeah. the same job, but much, in a much more friendly way, where they've actually, everyone's benefited. Yeah. You're not just telling, you're not just posting to all the groups and you're not just... No, I, I get that, yeah. Comedy, come, yeah. comedy, 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 yeah, comedy. Yeah, comedy. Yeah. Just a, a very quickly, the point where people's brains just switch off to comedy. And they switch off completely to comedy. It's like that. It's like you... If everyone's going, come on, comedy, come on, if they're just, if they're, all their timelines yeah. are full of comedy, eventually they just go, I want to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, like, <laughs> and it's about being very, you just need to, I just, I just saw the, how annoying it was for everyone and just went, all right, I'm not going to do it that way. Well, let's, let's look at a different way to do it. Yeah. And then I want to do barbecues, man, and I enjoy doing the bar. I used to love doing the barbecues at, at Bam House, but. Yeah. Yeah, but, but there's, you know. Barbie's a great fun, man. We're like we're always adding to it. We've got we're doing jello shots and we've got like we're doing Yeah, whole, they're great turnout at the barbecues. Leave, leave, leave no trace thing, yeah. Yeah. And it's a yeah, it gets all these all these other groups that I run. And there's like there's like fifty thousand of them, like of people in the in all the groups that we're inviting, so mm. Yeah. I know, interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all good. Hey, but it all ties in, man. So, if I can sell them all t-shirts. They all want merchandise. I'm joking. 
But I just, yeah, I just think the whole the whole system's changing. Like how people find out information is changing. So like even that, even flyers are dead. You know what I mean? Like this, they're first of all they're really bad for the environment because the inks in them are really toxic. Mm. And they're coated with plastic, so they're really hard to recycle. Yeah. Most most flyers that ever get, have ever been printed to get get laid up burnt or in landfills. <coughs> it was all about like for us, we're all about stopping all that. Yeah, trying not to, especially the flyers. It's like no one takes them anymore. Like the, like you'll maybe look at a, a rack of flyers and you'll, all oh, right, cool. You'll take a photograph of it with your phone. Yeah, you'll, or you'll yeah, take the and then you put the flyer back and it's like it was a poster could have done. Yeah, the and job. often on the fly stands, most of them are out of date anyway. Yeah. So you know. Well, it's just it's the. It's not that inviting. <laughs> I do, I do, I well, I used to do promotion for the for tour companies and it's like that. At a point where it just, it was just like this is pointless, you know. And you could do all this work with a with a few well posters in frames in all the places it's done, you know. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And then a lot less paper getting used. Do you think it's like because obviously it changed more to online, but I think I mean and a lot of social media. I mean, I, do you think it's changing again, like how people? find information because I feel like people are going off social media a lot they're looking off social media yeah but yeah but it's quite a lot yeah I am studying how people find out information <laughs> you're studying it yeah yeah no fair enough that's like my job my, yeah. my job is to figure out ways to ways to get more people to well but more essentially to come to Cosmic but but also to... But you support other shows as well. But also to do know. other things. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm met the, the groups that, that are coming to barbecues are like a really... Because I'm actually becoming friends with lots of them. So it's like... Mm. It's like a kind of... It's become a really like social meeting group for... Yeah. For loads of different groups. And like... And so they're all kind of... And there's some real proper friendships that are, that are now evolving. And I don't know. It's interesting. That's nice. And doing stuff like with crazy bastard sauce and yeah yeah because yeah. I like my website Clockwork Banana is kind of is kind of it's kind of the epitome of everything I've been doing is like is like selected Berlin events so yeah like being really choosy about the type of events and so instead of me just going come to comedy come to comedy come to comedy I'm I, I'm trying to have like a choice of ten things each day. Oh, is that what you do? Because I've no, you do the recommendations, but I wondered if you had a system. Yeah, well, so, well like five, ten things a day. I'm trying to try get like well, sort of five would be optimum. Ten if if there's just too much on. And so instead of instead of going come to comedy, come to comedy, you go here's here's five shows that I recommend today. Yeah. One of them happens to be comedy, so yeah, and, and which is my show, you know what I mean? But you make your own choice, you know. Instead yeah. Of, <clears throat> instead of ramming just like comedy 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 because it just becomes white noise eventually it's like people are just like what yeah I don't care and then they, and then they don't care about any like, they, when people switch off from you can even see that in the in the Berlin in the comedy meetup group where it's just like whereas before like at the beginning when there was a, when there was like one show yeah. a day so there was like seven shows a, a week so one per night and we're going back like I started that group Eight years ago, you know, it was like that was my like ass, and then, and at the beginning there was only so we were doing like one show, a, <clears throat> one show a day maximum. So that was like, 
And, and it would only be like three, maybe three shows a week. And you were getting 50, 60 people from, you know what I mean? It's like, where now, now there's... It's hard to get that many in an audience. Well, now they're getting yeah. one, like, knowing that there's, or, or there's just all these events on Meetup that are just passing with no one going, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. what was the point in it all, you know what I mean? And, then, and the guys who, who now run I ran it at the beginning, but then, then Ben's taking over and I was suggested to Ben about st- like just picking seven shows a week on rotation, so you just, so... You just have it at different shows every week, and then so that you. I think that'd be better. And yeah, then, and then and then and then a situation because the thing about it is, is you, you, it's about understanding what the audience want, and the the audience go to these things. The, the the thing they go and see is irrelevant. They want to go with other people. That's uh, the, they want to be interacting yeah. with other people, and when you just invite everyone to like come, and then and then the people turn up and they're like. Where, what, where's the, where's it's the... It's just like anything, if you're given too much choice, like sometimes like if you go to a supermarket and it's like, oh, there's too many types of cheese, fuck it, I won't have cheese. It's bad, it's a bad, you know? it's a bad analogy, I was just saying. <laughs> like, like, I can never but, have too much cheese. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just thinking, you know, okay, what's a better analogy? And, 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 anything and, but cheese. Anything but cheese. <laughs> <don't know. laughs> too many beers? I don't know. Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's that. It's like fuck it, I'll have uh, cider. I don't know, because <laughs> it's just one choice of it. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> we want to do things with other people who want to do the same things. You know what I mean, it's about understanding that they don't just want to be bombarded with like they, they can go on Facebook invite. They, you know what I mean, they just go and look at their invi- invites, to events, if they want to be bombarded with stuff. It's like yeah. And it's just like they're getting bombarded everywhere with the same stuff, and it's like, but no, and it's like the thing I know that irks me about it is that everyone's like, everyone's like, okay, everyone else is doing meetups, so we have to do meetups, and people are just putting all these all these events on meetup and not actually using it as a meetup. It's like then people yeah. are going and going, where's the meetup? Yeah. Oh, there's no meetup. We're yeah. And then it's like, yeah. and, then, and then it has a knock-on effect, so it eventually becomes, yeah. it starts to block itself. So someone will go go on a comedy and English meetup group, go to one meetup, go there wasn't a meetup, then yeah. just, no one knew anything about meetup. It's just yeah. on the, it's just on the platform for no yeah. reason. No, I, yeah, I understand that. Whereas like when we, so we we try and do it kind of separately from that, so that so we just let them know. So at the barbecues, I'll just say, remember, you're always on the guest list at Cosmic, or you're always on the cheap list at Cosmic. Yeah. Then they know you don't need to tell them again. You know, you know they they know you maybe remind them every like once a month. You remind them like remember it you makes can sense. Come, you can always come and call me. And then we get we we get yeah. we still get good numbers. But when they come, we look after them as a meetup group. So they'll come and they, and then we we get them all together and we and we like get them all talking, take them to the bar, give them shots like we and like get them formed into a into a ball of their own people. And then and then they're fine. You know? It's just this whole kind of. To blanket, it's like blanket and all. It's just not. It's it's not the 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 yeah, the, the tricks in the title. It's like it's meet up. Like people, that's why people want. It. That's, that's why, why I, when there. I first moved here, yeah. went to meet up because otherwise I didn't want to go to shows on my own. Yeah. Like if I wanted to go show on my own, I'd just go to a show on my own. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes I would do the meet up, and it's like oh, it's not. Yeah, so yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's like no, okay, it's well like, that's disappointing. But, but then, but then, then, then you then you trust it a bit less. So. Exactly. Yeah. No, so, I, and, then, and then all it, all it just takes is that then the the outcome is nobody coming to. Yeah. No, is it the, the the platform itself becoming completely irrelevant for comedy yeah. because people have just shut off the 
just don't they're just like all right cool stay away from the comedy because it's not really they're not really meeting anyone you know what I mean so, I don't know it's just, it all become people just people just copy everyone else and it, but to the detriment of the whole it's like all, all these like all these posting the groups you know what I mean and, it's like, and everyone's just doing it because everyone else is doing it and it's just like this and so then it becomes this it just becomes this all this, this ball this snowball yeah. that's running away where nobody knows why they're doing it they're just doing it because everyone else is doing it and it's just like and it just becomes like they just become irrelevant yeah. it, it takes out whole platforms that are, are then obsolete because everyone's because it's just comedy 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 comedy, comedy, comedy. and it's just then people are just like oh, right, cool that one we're not gonna yeah. and then it's not really keeping up with like then now Facebook local you know what I mean like it's much easier to find out what all your friends are doing without going sifting through your invites because you've got Facebook local. And What's stuff. Facebook local? I've not heard. Is that a Facebook recent thing? local collates so you can, you've got selected people on Facebook in your good friends group and it collates events based on them. So. Oh, I might have to check that out. Yeah, so it's like a separate, it's like a, it's like a messenger plugin for Facebook. So it's an it's app? Facebook local, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and it's like, but it's like combating, I think it's Facebook's attempt to combat the fact that Facebook is actually a shit place to find out. If you don't know anyone in a, in a city, yeah, Facebook's the worst place to find out what's it's happening. It's the worst, but it's still like the easiest in the same way, to, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, because it kind of has everything, but at the same oh, yeah. time it's over-bombarded. Well, yeah, this is all the... Yeah. Our brains are not are built. You just get... It's like, it's like if you're getting, like, emails every week from a... Even even if someone that somebody you like to buy from... Yeah. And you're getting emails every... Just get irritated. You just fucking... You just go straight in the delete phone. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just that's how, how our brains are... But it's, it's just another form. It's just spamming, but it's yeah. moved on to a new... It's like, you know what I mean? It's like when you were getting emails from, like, spam emails, you know what I mean? It's just like people were just... You know, your brain just switches off from it. Yeah. I don't know. It's about real interactions with real people. And about understanding that and about and then and then building stuff so you're building things for everyone to do together, you know, as opposed to <clears throat> as opposed to just fucking bombarding them with advertising. Anyway, but whatever. Uh, at, the, at, the, at the end of the day, it makes us look great. So, because like, we, <laughs> we actually do it, so the more everyone else yeah. fucks it up, the more it's, we look good. Yeah. So, the, so yeah. we're like, oh, whatever. If everyone was doing it great, it wouldn't be good for you. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I think things have knock offs. You don't want everyone else to be doing it bad. Because, like you said, it gives you other. You might not. You might just write off comedy. Oh no! Absolutely. As well, like, so yeah, yeah. And it has <laughs> happened. Like loads of the yeah. groups banned comedy. Like that. Sorry. Loads of like, the meetup groups banned comedy from. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. They were just like no more comedy. Like the ones, one, one of the ones that I have. See, I've, yeah, some of the ones that I'm. Like, some of the groups that I'm, I'm that I run, I'll only post one show a month. Like I won't do any more than that. Like. <clears throat> just that's like, one show a month is is enough. You get everyone to come one show a month, and it's like much, much makes much more sense. Yeah, no yeah. No one coming for the whole month. You know. Yeah, I definitely think sometimes I see n- new shows, and, and some people I think it's fine for some, but it's, yeah, start off once a week. Like, oh, that's that's a big, big commitment. Yeah, um, but it's up to them. Sometimes it works. People so, don't yeah. It's it loads of work, man. Like, like doing weekly shows is like. 
It's a lot of work, right? I would, but I personally, just yeah. Just to maintain a bit of... Gravity one on one The thing I always... Thing I've, I've said this a few people. When people, when people start a new show, they like they go in with such a massive energy, get flyers, doing all the fucking, all the bits, all the bits, like everything they need to do. And then it's like, and then they ride the wave of it being a new show. And it's like really busy at the beginning. And then it starts to die off, it dies off, dies off, or not, not, just gets quieter and quieter and quieter, but also on the same curve as their efforts. Their effort, the effort they put in starts to, starts to dwindle, yeah. and the numbers start to dwindle too. And then, and then they get to a point where they're like, okay, we need to get our fingers out. And then they, and then they, and they go, right, shit, let's do, and then they put loads of effort in again, but it's about half as much as it did at the beginning, so it, like, yeah. it goes, it drops steps down to, yeah. so they, and then they get a wee surge in people again when they put a bit of effort in, and then it starts to dwindle down the road. And then they put, oh shit, we need to do it, and then they do it, but it's half, yeah. like, half as much again. And it's just this downward spiral to, to they're just prolonging the inevitable. Yeah. Whereas like, our policy has never been that. Like, our, the amount of work I put in at the beginning, I put more work every week. You know? right. Our curve goes that way. You know? I mean, we're like always looking for for different ways you know what I mean how can we do it better how can we, how yeah. can we tweak it how can we make it better how can we yeah. all of it you know what I mean like that's like <clears throat> but we're because we commit like I don't know it's a funny thing about committing to something when you put go all in like if, 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 for me I, I think plan B's are your enemy when you when you go if this doesn't work out I'm going to do that that fucks you like, that really fucks you like in, in life because if, if everything collapses, you're going to come up with a plan B anyway. Right, oh, I see. So don't plan for a plan B. No, never <laughs> plan for a plan B. You need oh, to go I all see. in. To, you all need to go. I, I just said to my sister, actually, my sister does these, like, if, these thing called scurries. Scurries? Yeah, you've seen them. They're lovely animals in the Not the illness, I guess. No, the... Uh, oh, yeah, these yeah. wash things, yeah. The plastic those, free yeah. wash things. Yep. Yeah. Oh, these are the cosmic ones. So, uh, the... And I was I was telling this to my sister about if she's like yeah she's like really hesitant about taking the next step about how to how advancing production, and I was like she's like oh yeah but what if it fails what and I'm like you just can't think of any of that you need to go all in so you need to go yeah all eggs one basket let's do it and and then you completely eliminate the you eliminate your backup plan completely so you're mm -hmm. out on a limb you're fucking in the. You've got no. You have to make it work, or it's all you're fucked. Like that has to be like that. You know. What yeah. I mean? If you want, if you want to, like, if you want to take something like doing comedy or making scrubbies, or something you've caught with your like, and your own idea, you need to go right. I am doing nothing else but this, and then and, and taking that, stepping off the ledge and going right. That's it. And with with it, like with the comedy shows, and I, I, I just did it really early. Like, like I did it eight years ago. You know, I was like, I'm not doing it. Very, very soon into starting the fishbone banner, it was like you just eliminate the plan B, and you're like, All right, fuck, I'm in right. I, if I don't make this work, I'm not paying my rent. You know, and it's like that's you need that level of motivation. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Thing. I know from ev everything I've ever done, that it's like when you're out on the limb, <clears throat> it's like going to Australia with no money. Like, I went to Australia, and like, yeah, I was working with gangsters in Scotland, and uh, these guys, and, and I was maybe on five percent of the profits from this nightclub. And it got to bonus day, and I, I was I expected it to be like a like in the movies where they'd go in and he'd go in and the envelope across the table. Right. Okay. I'd take my envelope. And I was expecting about, about between like three and a half and and five grand right. in cash. Was, yeah. It was kind of from a bonus. Yeah. 
And then they, and they, I went in for a bonus day and they, they were guys were just not getting your bonus. And I was like, wow. And I was like, all right, well, that's fucked then. And, uh, and they were like, but we'll pay for a ticket anyway. You want to go in the world as long as you leave this week. And I went to Australia and, uh, and they went and they just drove me up to the travel agents and bought me a ticket to Australia. And I left two days later. That's crazy. But, uh, and I had like I had two hundred pounds in my brown paper envelope in my pocket and two boxes of records and my headphones. That's all I had with me. <laughs> and then, uh, so when, but when I got off the plane on the other side, I was like I was in full hustle mode. Like I was just right, like, yeah. There was no time. I had like a couple of days money. There was no time to even think about. I wasn't there on holiday. I was like I was in the shit. I was I was putting myself in the shit on purpose. And when I got off the plane, I was like. No credit cards, nothing, just £200. And they thought yeah. I was smuggling drugs, that's why. They, I got flagged at customs because I had a brown paper envelope with £200, with £200 yeah. in it. And so I got flagged at customs, got jumped at Melbourne Airport by about 25 wow. customs agents, full body cavity search. They just they were convinced I had drugs. Like, yeah. Because I had two boxes of records, like, like no money. Like, else. They were just yeah. like, You've got we know you've got drugs. We've been tipped off. You've got drugs, and I'm like, no, no, you won't. No, you haven't. I've not got drugs, man. It's because I put my put the brown paper envelope in the fucking in my in the scanner. In the scanner. That's why you. That's that was your tip off. And then it took me about two and a half hours to get through customs. And then when I when I when I finally got all my records back on the trolley and I pushed out, the maddest thing that's ever happened, the maddest feeling that I've ever had in my life, was walking out in the Melbourne airport. And relief that it was all over. I had someone's fingers up my bum. I was just like, I was feeling a bit violated. You know, and I was just like, yeah. oh, thank fuck that's over. I'd by this point sobered up because it was free alcohol all the way. So I'd obviously sobered up. I was just like, man, it was just a relief that this mad stressful situation was over. And then the doors to Melbourne Airport opened and I walked out into Melbourne Airport and then relief was then immediately taken over by sheer absolute terror. It was like, what the fuck am I doing in Australia with no money? Like, why am I here? Just like, just like complete terror. Like. You worked then, it out. And then I was just like, right, I need to fucking, uh, first thing I need to do is sleep off the jet lag. So okay, I went, yeah. went to the, uh, went to the, uh, the information desk and I was like, okay, I need, to, I, need to, I need to sleep off my jet lag. That's what I need to do because I need to, I've got work to do. And uh, the lady's like, okay, well, there's a, there's a hotel uh, at the airport that's $300 a night. And I was like, <laughs> what is at the total other end of that scale let's start at the bottom and she was like hotel, hotel backpack uh, is a hostel and, the, and they come and pick you up from the airport they, they'll be here in an hour and I was like that's yeah. $10 a night and I was like that's the one for me and then yeah and then, 300 a night Jesus and then, and, then, and, then, and then so I'm sitting waiting for the waiting for the guy to come and pick up the, the guy who's driving the bus to collect the backpackers yeah. And then, and then he, walked, he walks in and uh, the lady at reception just points to me and he came over and went, all right, cool, you, uh, are you here to, for, to come to the hotel backpack? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he said, listen, I, I'm sorry we have to wait for another two hours for another flight to come in. Do you mind? And I was like, well, not. And he's like, listen, uh, we'll put your stuff behind the reception desk and I'll buy you breakfast. And I was like, all right, fuck, well, let's go. And then as I was pushing my trolley with just two boxes, just no, like no clothes, just two boxes of records and my headphones. And then... Uh, and then the guy was just like, what's in the boxes, mate? And I was like, oh, I'm a DJ. And he was like, oh, are you? And he's like, we need a, we need a DJ oh, at the hostel. And I was like, oh, do you know? Someone's looking after you. <laughs> and, uh, so I dumped my, dumped my stuff in the, in the back and then and, uh, went down, I went down into the, rece- went down to, into the staff quarters at the airport and I uh, yep. uh, told this guy my full story and he was just, he was just pissing himself laughing, just like, what, you're mental. Like, and, uh, 
Cool got on the bus, got in and got to got in into Melbourne and uh, I didn't even check in at the hostel. I just uh, I, walk, I just walked up to the with the headphones around my, around my two box of records, just walked up to the reception, I went, Hi hello, I'm Neil Numb, I'm your new DJ. <laughs> and the girl was like, What, who are you? And I'm like, I'm Neil Numb, I'm your new DJ and, and uh, I'm your new DJ. And uh, so then she phoned she phoned Rob, the guy, the bar manager, and uh, Rob was like, who is he? What? Like, what? Okay. Oh, you better send him down then. Like, yeah. Went down the stairs in the lift, got to the bar, dumped my records, and I was like, how you doing, man? And I told him the whole story, and he was just pissing himself laughing. He's just like, you're fucking mental. He's like, buy me beers. And I was like, all right. He was like, all right, you start on Friday. And I was like, sweet, done. Perfect. I didn't even check in at the hotel. <laughs> I didn't even Solved. check in. Just like, but, but, but that was kind of, that's all. But if I even got the money off those guys. Yeah. And then, and then from there, from that point there, I met Pete the Beat and I met and then Wobble our club Wobble was formed and then and then six months later I was making two and a half grand a week in cash, you know what I mean? Like, and then we were doing running running and then we moved to then we just moved to we moved to New Zealand and and, and, and which is when it all really took off. Wow. Yeah, and we were running the biggest club in New Zealand for years. But if if those guys had given me the money, yeah. I wouldn't have been on the hustle mode. Like I would have been it would have been totally I would have went, I would have checked in the hotel, I would yeah. have like, had a completely different Yeah. And, I, and all the real things would have would have all the all the good things I would I would have missed. You know? So it's like if it's yeah. a, it's all in, all in. Because you, you you can always get out of it, you know what I mean? You're not you know and you can you can you can you can you can if it all crumbles and you're in the shit, you can come up It's with amazing what happens like. when things need to happen. Does yeah. that make sense? You know what I mean? But, like, if, if you're like, I, I need to sort something out, like, it's amazing how you just go into this yeah. stage of, that's all you think about, and, and often, yeah, yeah, it just sorts itself out. Yeah. I don't know, there's, I, I don't know, there's, there's kind of, ma- there's like magic in the, in the need, when you need, when it needs to, when you're like, okay, and I don't know, my brain works really well in, the, under, in that situation where I'm just like, okay, I don't have a choice, how the fuck am I going to make this work? Like, like how yeah. you know, and it's like that's the I don't know, there's genius it's in like it, a no, sixth sense or something I've definitely had it happen to me a few times and it's just like what happened I don't know my brain took over and now it's fine yeah <laughs> yeah but they, uh, but I don't know it's all it's all but what's happened now is interesting you know I mean, if, yeah the Berlin Comedy School if, you know I, mean, I don't know it's an ex- exciting time for Berlin Comedy right now it's it's like it's all stuff that we talked about like eight years ago Berlin becoming a comedy university. It's <laughs> weird the way that it's all kind of. Even even how cosmic it is, it's like we had like I said, I said at the time at the beginning of the producer like, we used to meet once a month for producers and it was like eleven of us at the beginning. <clears throat> all the, and we were doing, and we were talking about the future of Berlin comedy. And yeah, it's, like, it's just funny because it's like a. Uh, Everything that we kind of laid down, the foundations of it is now is now exactly how it is. You know? Like with the Berlin Comedy School, I had a I had a thing I was saying about Berlin becoming a comedy university where people can come for three months, mm. stay for three months, get loads of stage time, and then go away with a twenty like twenty minute set. And now you've got yeah, Caroline doing her workshops. You've got loads so much stage time you can absolutely do that as a new as a new comedian you can do three shows like Anya did three shows the other night you know and that's yeah. nuts and nowhere else in the world can you do that like, and, and New is York is that true? Oh, yeah totally true like they've, and all the big all the big comedy cities in the world Edinburgh, London, New York uh, 
you cannot unless you're an established comedian mm. you cannot do as a new comedian you can't do three shows a night it's impossible I've only done it here so yeah. I can never compare oh it's like Berlin's a very, it's a very interesting and then and then we are now being used as the model for the rest of Europe so oh really what's been sort of spawned in Berlin is now is now the, the, cool. the, the process is, is now is now going to other cities like look at Prague for example that's like but Christine they were there they had I think there was one regular show a week and then we Christine came and she was at came at Cosmic and she was like hanging out with us and she was just like I want to start a show I'm thinking about going monthly at the beginning and we, me and Dar were just like go immediately weekly like don't and uh, and uh, this is how and we just showed her like a few things and then she like took that away and then started Velvet Comedy and now she's now she's doing two oh, yeah. three shows a week you know so why why did you recommend weekly rather than monthly it's just much easier for an audience to get their head around. Mm. It's, uh, if you do it's monthly, true. if you do monthly, you have to do your work twice every month. So you have to build an audience, do the show, everyone goes away, and then yeah. the next month you have to build the audience again. Whereas if you're just at a set time every week. It's easy. People stop looking, oh, when is it? They just go. Yeah, they know where yeah. exactly when it is, you know what I mean? And then yeah, they... so that's true. Anyway, yeah. But then for... And then we've taken it to extremes, but but then we're also after we're not we're not really the <coughs> we're not really in the same game as everyone else is doing shows. Like we're we're running a club. You're talking about Cosmic per se. Yeah, yeah. Cosmic is a comedy club, not a yeah. comedy show. You know what I mean? And sh- the shows yeah. are completely different. Like we're, we both me myself and Amanda committed to full time Cosmic, and it's like and by doing that, it takes away all the all the noise of everything else, and you're just. <clears throat> my only job is getting people to cosmic, you know. And and then I've I've got my whole week to do it, you know, and I can I can I don't have to think about anything else, you know. Yeah. I can just think about cosmic. Yeah. Do you dream cosmic? I'm yeah, well seven <laughs> days a week, man. Like, I, love, I, I do I do at least nine hours a day, not including the shows, like. Wow. Yeah, just on every like everything like Yeah, no, I mean I'm not surprised but it's the it's the yeah, the it's the Repetition. Professional comedy is all about repetition. It's like, <laughs> which is what the repetition gets to people. It's like if, if you if you commit to doing professional, if you're like commit to comedy and you're going to do professional comedy, gets very repeti- re- repetitive every single like. But making like, it look not repetitive. Exactly is the is the is the whole skill. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever said this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is the whole skill behind it. That's professional yeah. comedy. You know? Yeah. But, but it's good that in Berlin you don't have to want to be a professional com- comedian to be involved in it. No, it can just be a hobby. <coughs> you can, and that's completely acceptable. You know? Yeah, and it's great. Aye, it's like the, yeah. just more and more and more shows. Like, but it's like if there are more shows that are getting audiences, then it doesn't matter. And the thing with you always reach a saturation point with with everything. And what we thought we'd hit it six, like five, six years ago. We thought we were at saturation point, and little did we know that it was going to become ten times, ten times yeah. more shows. But you know, but a lot of them come and go. But that's know? exactly the point. So the, you know, the the people who are willing to put the time and effort in, and to deal with the repetition of it all. Like, yeah. Loads of people going like, are, are like, how the fuck did you do five nights a week? And it's like, when they try to do one show a week, mm. it's like, and it's already too much work. But it actually, it actually becomes self. So the thing about the cosmic promotion is our text never changes. It's like yeah. So we can, I can lay down the promotion for the whole year. Yeah. Instead of I'm not dealing with, I know exactly yeah. when our shows are in December. You know, and it's like we can, I can be doing 
We can yeah. be planning December before. <coughs> we know when it's going to be, we know where it's going to be. Yeah. And then it's just about finding people to come. <laughs> anyway, here we are. But then in Sunshine in Berlin, that's the, the leveller of everybody. Like, so can't fight against the sunshine. Even though we yeah. tried to. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my, my theory was always to just, if, if the number's half, you have to double the amount of work you're doing, so, the, so you right. need to tell twice as many people. Yeah. It's just a numbers game, which is, the, the formula's true, but it's just, when it's a really sunny day in Berlin, there's so many other distractions. And yeah. People would just rather be in the park, and I don't, or sitting by the canal, and I don't blame them. You can't blame them when the winters are so long, you know? I don't, I don't blame yeah. them at all. <laughs> so, <coughs> yeah, definitely, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, it's exciting times, exciting stuff. When's your, when is the next sprinkles? Uh, it's the last Saturday of every month. It's last Saturday. Uh, so I can't remember the date. Last Saturday is works. And it's uh, with Liliana and Chris Davis. With me, I was going to do it, was going to just be like the first sprinkles we were going to go back because I've been trying to book Chris Davis for, to come back to sprinkles for ages because okay. I, I started sprinkles with Chris Davis. Right. And he's just like, he's so busy on a Saturday night now, so it's... And then, uh, the, and so I managed to nail him down for, a, sh for a, a day, and then we were like, okay, we'll do a, let's just do a double. The first ever sprinkles was me doing 45 minutes, then Chris doing 45 minutes. It was the first ever sprinkles we were going to yeah. do a repeat of it. Yeah. But it's just that it's grown now, there's, there's too much other stuff to do. It's like, uh, so, the, so the three of us, so it's just me, me, Chris and Liliana, which is actually a good... Good balance. Yeah, that's good balance. We'll just yeah. do all do half an hour each. Yeah. And that's then that's plenty. Aye, but it's a good band. People get dressed up and like people coming in shirts and ties and drinking oh, red nice. wine. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then me scruffy from posting the whole lot. Of, <laughs> don't know how it's how I, how I appeal to that. But, uh, Where is it? Ilkino, isn't yeah, it? Ilkino yeah, so that's maybe that's why. Way. I don't know. But you even like the charging again, you know, and the yeah. the donation over like for us, that's probably it as well. Yeah, I, I used to get I used to get really pissed off with all the donation shows, but and especially like donation uh, showcases out. They really annoyed me at the beginning, but <coughs> and, I, and I still stand by my opinion on it all. But now I just don't care. It's like everyone can just do what they like. It actually makes us look great. So it's like and because like with door prices, we've just stuck. We've just never deviated from our comedy should be charged, and that's. And we just don't deviate from it at all, ever. Like, we will not ever do donation shows. I don't know, it kind of needs the contract. Well, in, in my opinion, an audience is much more... Yeah. Uh, and, and, the, and the idea that, that more people come if it's a free show is just obviously not true. Like, we're the busiest show in town, and it's... And, it's a, and we're the most expensive, you know what I mean? It's like the, the two are not... The two don't actually... I've always had a theory about if someone's... Okay, it's different, but it's like the, if it's groups of friends going, okay, like friends of friends who have, and you've built a wee a show that's just kind of, you've got loads of regular, fair enough, whatever, but the, if uh, I've always had a theory that if you're, if someone's not, okay, let's, show what your fans are doing tonight? Should we go and see some comedy? All right, cool, let's check on the internet what's on tonight. And, they, and, if, and if you've got someone who's decided, committed to going to comedy that night, and they go, okay, there's, four free shows and one 
four of them are free, one of them's 14 euros, they will always choose the 14 euro ones because they want to commit to, if they've decided to go to comedy. That's interesting because... Uh, That's just my theory on it. Yeah, I mean, there are, I have watched theories of how people choose and it's definitely not, the cheapest is not the most popular often. Yeah. Um, with anything, consumerism. Well, we, we have, we have the, like, those people come across yeah. and go, no, no, what do you mean 14 euros to get in? It's like, no, no, cosmo- comedy in Berlin is donations. And we're just like, no, no, it's not. And, 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 I, and we literally go, and we always say, like, when we get people who are like, no, it's too expensive. Like, we always go, right, pay the money again. If you don't get 14 years worth of entertainment from that, if you don't walk out of here going, that was so worth 14 years, yeah. then we will give you your money back. And never, ever has anyone asked for the money back. They just go, and if anything, they come up, okay, again, I get why yeah. it's like, I get why it's, a f- well, why it's that way, you know yeah. But anyway, whatever. If it works, and my my thoughts on it now is as long as they're finding comedy in Berlin, it doesn't really matter whose shows are going to first, they will eventually come to us anyway, you know. <laughs> and maybe not come to us every week, but they'll come to us once every couple of months and that's that's enough. That's aye. interesting, yeah. So I anything else? Um I don't think so. Where where when's your next barbecue meet up? Uh, we're doing it. It's last Saturday again. So the, oh, so you do it with the sprinkles? <coughs> yeah. It just happens to coincidentally end up okay. sprinkles. <laughs> so there was no pre-planning there at all. There's no, it's just coincidence. It's just yeah. con- convenience. Complete So yeah, every last Saturday of the month, barbecue and sprinkles at Il Kino. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Right. What's the date? Uh, so yeah, 27th. Of this month is the barbecue yeah. and and uh, and, uh, and sprinkles. Yeah. And because uh, do you do the barbecue in different places? Is it always the same place? Yeah, we were moving it around, but I've kind of found I found my spot now. So. so where's the best way for people to find out where where the barbecue is? Uh, clockworkbanana.com. Clockwork banana. Yeah. And that promotes uh, other events apart from comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Clockwork so. banana is just is is my platform for all the. For all, I like the all name. Cool things. I always like the name of it. Oh no, I love the name, man! It actually the came picture. from it actually came from a gamused art competition. I really, I assumed it came from um, Clockwork Orange. <laughs> well, I did, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> uh, anyway, Caroline was looking for people to do Photoshop. She was running at the beginning like, when she was doing all the gamused banners. Yeah. She was asking people for. There was a prize for yeah. who did the, like an F. And so, and I added Clockwork Banana, and when I gave it to Karen, she was like, yeah, but banana's a fruit, it's not a vegetable, and I was like, oh. But I always, I always really liked the drawing I made, I always liked the the picture I made for the It's great, I love it, yeah. And then, and I kind of, I just had that in my back of my mind, and I was, I was running live in Berlin, was kind of my, was my my website before, but the problem with live in Berlin, it was very, it's Berlin, it has Berlin in the title. No, it's not a very good. It's not like if, in order for things to. Exp- it's already already putting all the work in and having it big in Berlin, but <clears throat> but then in the future, in order for it to expand into other cities, you then need to change the name. So, oh, I see your point. Yeah. So yeah. I was just like, instead, I was like, I knew, I could see how live in Berlin was working really well, and let's see the angles for it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but the name's wrong because. Uh, and then I always had this picture of this clockwork banana that I'd drawn for Caroline's competition that had obviously been disqualified because it wasn't a vegetable. And uh, 
stupidly. Well, and then I was got it like, for yourself now. And then, and then I was like, I was about to use it for something, and then I was like, and then just I was like, all right, what can I call? What can I call my event? It needs to be something that doesn't really mean anything. That's also yeah, good exactly. For yeah, t-shirts and it's good for yeah. it doesn't mean anything. And I was like, oh, Clockwork Bananas. And then I checked online to see if clockworkbananas.com yeah. was still available. And it was just like, yeah. available. And I was like, well, what the fuck? Yeah, great. So I, bought, I was amazed that I got the domain name. Like, I was totally amazed that I got that. Yeah. That, that I got clockworkbananas.com. I was like, this is fucking nuts. And now, and now it's kind of, so I put events from. Hey, I've got people in Amsterdam, so, so I'm going to just test it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I guess Clockwork Orange is internationally known, right? It's yeah. not. Yeah. So it's a nice reference. I mean, even if they don't yeah. know the, even if they don't know the film, it's still nice. But it is nice. Like, I was like, oh, that's clever. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, nonsense. Yeah. it's nonsense. But, but yeah. it doesn't mean anything. That's why it's good. Like, it's just it can be anything. Yeah. Right? It's a good T-shirt. It's a good T-shirt label. But like, yeah, whenever, is, yeah. every time we've been naming anything, it had to be uh, every every time we've had to pick a name for something, it's always. You'd always try and make it so that it would, if it would look, if it would be a good T-shirt company. Mm. It's kind of always for nightclubs and stuff. Every time. That's I'd true. Do. Yeah. So if it if it also if it would also be a good T-shirt company, then it's a good name. Like mm. it's kind of in my brain how I always like would that look good on a T-shirt? That's not a bad. If the answer's yes, yeah. then it's like okay, that's, that's then, a good philosophy. It's a, then it's a then it's a decent way because. You need to, especially now. It's all everything's organic. You know, you, it's all about organic. Like marketing's all like it's about understanding organic marketing. Where you instead of instead of like, like the days of mass emailing it is all over. It's like it's much more. And even 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 you see it with like the fake Instagram likes and the trying to fake. Oh it. yeah. It doesn't work anymore because people can tell. You know. Yeah, I, mean? I did ask you like. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't feel I would do it anyway because it's not really my style. But like, it, it, does it work to pay no. for Instagram? No, but, <laughs> but it's, it becomes detrimental to you in the in the long run because because uh, it's hard to get it's hard to get out of it once you've you know once you've done it once you've got a disproportionate amount of likes. But you're much better yeah. to you're much better to build it organically and let, and just be patient with it and it actually fill fill what you're doing with good content and like build it from the build regular yeah no i, I mean i agree i just uh, i was like but if it does work maybe i should do it no, i don't know there was just this phrase of like you better you better, you better, you better to, it's better to be real you know i mean you better yeah. have a hundred you better have a hundred followers who, who are in a in your in your show who yeah are exactly yeah ten thousand who are fake and it doesn't like you know what I mean? It's like this, you, I agree. It's better yeah. for it, to, better for it to, to organically grow. Yeah. And then and then you're keeping track with it. You're like you're growing as as it's all growing as well. Yeah. So it's like and then it's real. You know what I mean? You're when you post something. In, like my, my what my sister's doing here is like a perfect example. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I have people. I put a post and it's like I can almost there's like a five people. I'm like there's a really good chance they're gonna like it. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're like, I have regular f- likers. And that's quite ah. nice, you know. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Well, it's, no, it's real. Yeah. Enough, it just kind of grows when you, as you're growing, and that's the, uh, uh, like keeping things organic. You know, the, the, and we stop like all the emails and stop all of that. Like, it's mm. like, it's just bombarding people from more directions. It's like, <coughs> it makes much more sense. And even, yeah. even inviting people on Facebook, we just stopped all of that. It's much better for them to come going, oh, I wonder what's happening at Cosmic. And then to, for them to come to you. It's much, much better. If you're like always trying to force people yeah. to come here, 
they just don't do it, you know, and they, we just, we just stopped all that Facebook invite and invite stuff. It's like, it just doesn't. It's interesting, yeah. Know. I'm still trying to you, you become, you become, you become, you become so dependent on it. Yeah. That when, and now that the Facebook blocks the amount of people you can invite, if you invite, if you've got too many it, outstanding invites. Ah, I didn't realise. Facebook blocks I've it. I've done that. So you're only allowed, you're only allowed, you're only allowed 500 invites. And if you've got, oh, okay. if people don't reply to them, so if they don't, if they don't click interested, not interested, or going, going yeah. Yeah. then it counts as negative. So then you've got negative. That's interesting. You've got it's negative invites standing, so then, they, so then yeah. if you've got too many of them, they, they limit you to 50. 50? To 50, from 500 to 50. And then That's you have to wait, and then you have to wait till all the events are over that you've invited people to before it goes back up to five hundred. Mm, that's interesting. So it's just much, it's much better just not to invite them. And then on one, and then one, and then occasionally when you want you know, something, then you, then you, then you do it. So when they hear from you, it's for a, for a very specific reason, I suppose. That. I know on my last show, uh, like there was some people who were like going, and I was like, I don't know who they are, and I was like, that's a breakthrough. Because <laughs> 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 like, before it's like, oh, it's just people I know, which is which is nice that you're supporting me, but yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's just for us. It's like <laughs> it's just build a system that so that they come to you. You know what I mean? That's the that's the. Yeah, that's the we ideal, isn't it? Yeah. I were number one on TripAdvisor. We're like, we, for us, it's all about, it's all about looking after the audience and then the audience, the audience eventually then does the work for you. I mean, they're telling everyone they go yeah. back to the... Yeah, yeah. And Definitely. we set, yeah, we've, yeah. Anyway, that's how we do. I do like the idea of getting stickers, though. I don't know. I don't know how much good they like, but I like the idea of having my stickers in the toilets. Yeah, it's just even if it's just for me to like it. The problem is, you just end up going through loads of stickers. Like, like just, I just like just it's my little ego boost. Yeah, stickers are easy, man. Fire yeah. alarm. It's, like, it's not hard to get stickers. Like. No, no, no. I think I think I will do that. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I think uh, I think we've covered a lot. Do some work. We... I'm by myself tonight. So. Oh wow! An hour and forty minutes. See how much comes out. But I probably pretty much do it as as it's. <laughs> well, you have bottoms on. <laughs> so you're not naked. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? You just milk, no, a bit of sugar. That'd be good, yeah. You don't have it? Ah. Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah. Never have sugar ever. Got a spoonful in? Spoonful of honey. honey. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. It's got a honeycomb in it. It's got a what in it? It's got a honeycomb in it. Ah, okay. It's like a fucking mad honeycomb. That is mad. Biscuits, sorry. Don't let what? Don't have any biscuits. Oh, that's all right. Really... Could I have a bit of milk? Sorry. Yeah. Great. All right. You've got all the local cups. Well, I didn't <laughs> Ready make... to make them. I did make them all for everyone. So... Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. cool.
I've got all the fucked ones. So all the ones where... Oh, they're not come out properly? Yeah. So I got a collection of everyone's mugs. Do you do everyone's merchandise? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't realise. Well, not everyone's. I mean... Well, I mean, mainly do... Well, do a few people's. I like the merch. I like making stuff. That's why I'm... Like, my days, are, my days off, I'm like... <laughs> I'd much prefer just to lock myself in my house and like make t-shirts. Do you have a, do you have like a screen print? How do you make them? Screen print stuff, yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. So screen cool. print, heat presses. Oh, I'm used to the one where you like drag it down. Yeah, That's... it's there. Oh, oh yeah. It's just jelly presses sitting on top of it. Cool. I'm not very good at screen printing. No. What's the thing with the two handles? That's for mugs. That's for mugs, okay. Oh yeah, I see the mugs in it. Yeah. I'm not really sure, like, I was thinking, like, as I was kind of like, how how would I in introduce you? Because it's like, you do, like, promotion, you do comedy, you do meetups. I don't know, entertainments person? I don't know, what? Oh. what? <laughs> I've been entrepreneur? You said entrepreneur? I've been, been a natural entrepreneur since I was a kid. Like. Yeah, so... I had one of my friends from Scotland was over staying in there, and he was laughing, and he was like, you're still like when I was at school when I was thirteen we were we controlled all the cigarettes at high school. Oh <laughs> with violence. Right. Well, threat of violence from my big brother, my big stepbrothers. Okay. So there was a there was a funny, funny thing at school when I was there. I was getting bullied at school, at high school. And uh, one of the guys who bullied me, like I was staying at my big my stepsister's house and she was like she's a a second hand black belt in karate, so she was her ex-boyfriend was was a guy called Martin Brownlee, who was a yeah the cry instructor in Gala Shields. And I'd go, we were staying in a place called Stown, and we'd go to get I'd go to Gala Shields like twice a week. Yeah. And go and do karate lessons, <coughs> stay at my sister's house yeah. and then and a guy came a guy came, one of the guys who booed me at school came and I I was just, I was in on my sister's couch eating eating my eating my, eating my dinner and I, I after karate and then they've one of the guys who booed me at school rang the doorbell to come and buy something. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and uh, he just, just got the shock on his face when I was sitting on the couch. And he was just like, what are you doing here? And I was yeah. like, oh, Jane's my big sister. And his face just went white. And that was the last time I got bullied at school. Oh, <laughs> and, I was like, and, then, and then I figured out pretty pretty quickly that the reputation of my stepbrothers, and my step, or mainly my stepbrothers, was meant that no one was gonna know. <laughs> like I was just tiny, yeah. tiny wee at high school. Figured out that that everyone now knew who my big brothers were or my stepbrothers were. How much older were they? Eh, much older. They? Like, they'd, they'd they'd left high school. Ah, uh, okay. And the, the, the one one of our stepbrothers was uh, about about two a year younger, but he stayed in Glasgow with his mum or in Carlock. Oh, that's where you grew up, Glasgow. No, I grew up in Stow in the. I, grew, I was born in Edinburgh. But. Okay. But then when I was four, we moved to Stow in the Scottish Borders. Okay. And then I was going to uh, Galsham's High School. <clears throat> but I had a fucking mad time when it was like the at our high school. There was like there was like three sections in the in the playground. Okay. And it was like the mods, the rockers, and the casuals, the football casuals. And they'd have and they would be running battles at. Which one were you? I was none of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was selling the cigarettes. Oh. <laughs> to all of the them. The entrepreneur. 
and me and my pal we took over the cigarettes and uh, and we were selling all the cigarettes at school for five pence five pence a cigarette wow <laughs> yeah, mad times but yeah it was right at the height of the the football casuals and uh, the, yeah the, the, the whole playground was a like battleground it was fucking nuts you mean like the football hooligan yeah yeah, yeah. So what was that like the eighties? Yeah, yeah. In, the, in the eighties then. Yeah. What, what age? I no concept of time. <laughs> you just know it was the eighties. A while ago, eighties, early nineties. Yeah, yeah. I, mad times. But just ever since then, like, and then, uh, and it just always, it just was always a natural thing for me to work for myself. Yeah. And I, so I don't. I don't really know how to do the other way. Like, like Did I've, you I've, ever try working for other people? I've tried a few times, but I get really bored after about three right. months. As soon, okay. as I know, as soon as I know everything, as soon as I know all the systems and I know how they're making money, I know exactly how how I would do it better, and then it just bores me. I get really bored really fast. Yeah. And then I start messing with the system and trying try to, try to break it on purpose. And it was like, there was no point. So I was always moving, like I was working as in hotels mainly at the time, so. What were you doing in hotels? Yeah, hey, waiting. I was a waiter. Okay. Yeah, I can imagine I you getting bored of that. Day. Worked some of the biggest. Worked some of the No, I actually really enjoyed the waiting. Oh, okay. I loved it. Like the, I was working at the Caledon Hotel. Like like being a waiter at a, a really high level. Okay, like silver service. Yeah, no, wow. but and I, I, I used to we used to work in the Pompadour restaurant in a, in Edinburgh, which was the poshest restaurant okay. in, in Scotland. I know I loved it, man. It was like, it was great, but and then and then I discovered the drug scene. I discovered clubbing and drugs, and that was yeah. The, the two getting up at five thirty in the morning and partying. Don't because you were a DJ as well. Later on, later yeah. on, but this is before. This is before. Then. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. So I'm going to do a proper introduction now. Uh, I might include some of that. Is there any of that you, you wouldn't want in? No, no you, yeah. you're totally cool. Okay. I'm not going to tell you anything. I don't want you. No, no, no. Let's <laughs> start. No, I mean, just yeah. So uh, no, it's, it's good to double check rather than not check enough, I guess. I but yeah, now you said it, I won't keep asking. Um, so yeah, so nose of wax every Tuesday. Nose of wax. Bye for now. Yeah. You can contact me at noseofwax, noseofwax at gmail.com.